Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 5000. In outer space, no one can hear you yawn. Have a nice flight. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my strange alien, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? Bleep blorp. Yay. That means, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. That's how I'm doing. How are you doing today, more importantly? Well, I am thrilled. Cameron here. Me. You fixed our AC unit. I did fix it. So instead of paying $14,000. We paid about three. We paid 300 bucks. Yep, and probably about. would have been less, actually. Yeah, but we just kept buying new parts. <laughs> well, we just wanted to make sure we had, like, the tools to yeah. do the things. Yeah. And, like, some of the stuff we ended up not needing. Yeah, exactly. But it was worth it. We may need those things later. Yeah. Because we do have two units. We have a we have a dual temperature zone. Yeah, One yeah. for upstairs, one for downstairs. Yeah. And it was the downstairs one that broke. So I'm sure the upstairs one is going to break soon. At some point. So it'll be nice to have all this extra stuff. And now I have the knowledge to do it. And mm-hmm. I will tell you people, screw the old people. Yeah. YouTube is the best. Yes. You can do a lot of this stuff yourself. Yes. If you put the, the effort into it. Effort yeah. into it. You yeah. can do it. You can do it. Don't let these people try to rip you off yeah. or making you think it's like some kind of like eldritch <laughs> magical formula. You have right. to, It's not that hard. You can do it. Yes. I mean, I still want to take the credit for doing something. Yeah. Like, you know, but like. It I was have, definitely new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I have confidence in all of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so there you go. Yeah. So don't get ripped off. Don't get ripped off by these no. people anymore. It, the only, me the off so only much. thing that I would say is actually hire an electrician if you have an electricity issue. Yeah. That's some dangerous yeah, shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, but like I've said before, like, the thing that pisses me off so bad is that these people knew what the issue was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and only one of the people who came out offered even a repair. Even a repair. And the repair was going to be $1,400. And one of the people who came, the second guy who came out, saw that certain wires yeah. had been disconnected by the first guy yeah. and didn't bring that up. No. He was just like, oh, this doesn't work. And it's like, so you're going to need a brand new one. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we did it. Yeah, we did Air it. Air conditioning is good. Yeah. And it, it feels great in here. We actually had to yeah. turn it up a little bit because yeah. it was a little too cold. It was way too cold. <laughs> I was freezing. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. But this. this uh, Which is a great complaint when you live in Georgia. And yeah. it's fucking hot. Our son is calling it a raging inferno outside. It's supposed <laughs> to hit 100 this week. Yeah. No yeah. rain in sight. Yeah. And when it does rain, it's like creepy, like lightning storms. Yeah. So climate change is going well. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, my witch's garden's doing great. It is thriving. It is thriving. We are having to put a lot of effort into keeping yes. it thriving. But. <laughs> uh, because of the, the weather, which mm-hmm. sucks ass. Mm-hmm. Our blueberries have finally come in, so we made our first batch of homemade blueberry scones. Yep. Mm, delicious. And if you're one of those people who's like, I don't like scones, yeah. I think you're not having good scones. Yeah, I agree. If like your only scones you ever have are like from Starbucks, you're having... That's not a scone. I don't know what the hell That's that like, is. That's like... A tasty brick. No, it's not. But it's not. Tasty. It's not even tasty. I don't know what the. F- yeah, like are. like most people I I know of are like I just had a scone and it's gross. And it's like, well, where'd you go? And they're like Panera Bread. And it's like, Ew. well, that's your problem, isn't it? <laughs> so. <laughs> Not everything was great this week, though. Okay, we watched so many things that sucked ass. <laughs> well, 
Well, are we going to talk about uh, the first one, or are we going to talk <laughs> about, like, The Floor's Lava, or... The Floor's Lava is The Floor's fun. Lava, we can't talk about that. We watch that with our kids. Yeah, we can't talk no, about we that. No, we can't talk about we can't that. Talk, yeah. can't talk about that. No. Uh, what else did we watch this week? Did we watch anything else besides our shows for this? Oh, we watched Obi-Wan Kenobi oh, yeah, we're and uh, Miss Marvel. Oh, yes, we watched it. I continue to like both of them. I do, too. Yeah. I'm sorry. Me, too, as well. I'm sorry <laughs> for people who don't like it. I mean, like, I'm seeing a lot of, like, tweets of people who like Strange New Worlds. Uh, I don't I don't understand this. But, I mean, again, we only watched the first episode. Maybe it gets better. I, I doubt don't know. it. That's not really our, our Right bag. now, I will never like Captain Pike. So right, it doesn't yeah. matter what kind of episodes come out. I'm just not going to like him. Yeah, exactly. We're still watching Voyager. Yes. Uh, well, we're in season four now, so we have... And we've actually skipped a few episodes, so it's like they're getting worse. Yeah, like, I remember when we watched Deep Space Nine... We, and, we skipped several episodes. Next Generation. Mm-hmm. We skipped a few episodes like yeah. per season. There'd just be yeah. ones that we were like, I don't really want to watch this Yeah. One. The, Voyager, we actually went three seasons without mm-hmm. skipping anything. I mean, there was good, bad episodes, but they yeah. weren't worth skipping. There was a couple that we were like, ooh. And I know there's like a different showrunner came in okay. in season four. This is the season where Kess leaves and yeah. Seven of Nine kind of takes her place, which I don't really mind Seven right. of Nine, but I also feel like there's there's been some changes to the show that I don't necessarily enjoy. Like the fact yeah. we've talked about this, where... Janeway was allowed to enjoy her hollow novels. Yeah, she was allowed to be fun and quirky. And to be like a, a middle-aged woman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now it's like, instead of doing her hollow novels, yeah. she's like, I have to spend all my time with Da Vinci. Like, doing it was like, art and science. I have to prove that yeah. when I'm not working, this is like, I'm on higher end goals. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, but it's not as interesting. That's not as fun. Yeah, it's like... it. It actually diminishes her It makes her, her boring. Yeah, it makes her character more boring. It yeah. doesn't give her, like, a fully rounded character. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the show is embarrassed yeah. that she would be interested in, like, romance novels. Yeah, exactly. Which is, like, a big problem just in general yeah. in the world today. Yeah, people always look at you sideways yeah, if you like romances. Yeah. yeah. So... And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You hate the thing that brings women joy. Oh, what kind of sad sack are you? I know. Well, like, stop judging other people's mm-hmm. things that make them happy. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to judge you if you like Strange New Worlds. I'm just using it as an example since we just mentioned it. <laughs> because I haven't seen very much. If that yeah. brings you joy, I don't have any beef with you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so don't. I, I just feel like people judge people too harshly. Yes. And, like the. You just let people find joy where they find it. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I don't know. It just doesn't. It's not like our lives are super easy. Exactly. Nobody's life is easy. <laughs> All everybody's life is short. Yeah. So if you like, like what you like, mm-hmm. find joy where you can find it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that's happened in Voyager that has been a real sticking point for you and I mm. is uh, Chakotay's. What the f- Chakotay? What's going on? there. Oh my god, I got so pissed. Because for a while I started making comparisons and I was like, oh, Chakotay's like Janeway's uh, Garrus. Garrus. And as our listeners know, Garrus is like my favorite. So basically you're saying like Chakotay is like your number one guy. Yeah. Like you are Janeway and he's your number one guy who's going to get your back. Yeah, he always has my back. He's loyal. I know I can trust him. He's competent. He's capable. So if I have a second fire team, he's the one leading it. Yes. Because I know he'll get it done. That was Chakotay. That was Chakotay. Yeah. Now, 
that bitch can burn. <laughs> he has, like, betrayed he her? He betrayed her. He disobeyed a, like a her very last wish. He disobeyed her very last wish and was and questioned her constantly. <laughs> Garrus never questions you, no matter what shit you pull. Yeah. And, and what's... Ever. I don't like people who question me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Find, like, a, like, a strange, I don't know if it's a transitive property mm. or a property of inversion. As Chakotay's star has, has fallen, somehow Paris's Tom star- Paris's <laughs> star is rising? <laughs> like, what's going on here? How is this happening? <laughs> I guess he's he's got the, uh, oh, my God, Gambit quality to yeah, him. Yeah. Now that he's got a girlfriend, he's good. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's been sad, well, saddled sounds horrible, but like, <laughs> he has been tethered. What? Bl- that sounds even worse. Bl- he's saddled, tethered, subdued. <laughs> subdued. What are you thinking, honey? Crushed. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Belana and him have become like an official couple. Yeah. Again, it happens kind of off camera. Yeah, it's Like they weird. have like a moment and like, then, when like, they're floating in space. And she says, I love you, yeah. but she's, like, being deprived of oxygen. Yeah. So so she says that. And then it goes, like, three episodes where it's unaddressed. And then yeah. it's all of a sudden, it's like, you told me you loved me. It's like, Okay, what? well, let's fuck. I guess we're doing... <laughs> and then they cannot stop fucking. No, they're it's They're, like, weird. fucking at work. Oh, yeah. To the point where it becomes a distraction for to the rest of the... To where Janeway gets annoyed? She has to... Well, there was, like, I another mean, thing going on I mean, to be fair, she's, uh, she's being experimented on, so... Yeah, like, they're, like, messing with... Uh, this aliens yeah. are messing with people's, like, genome or something like that. <laughs> oh, they're uh, endorphins and yeah. whatever. Where she has to call them into her office. Can you imagine, like, being called into your boss's office to be, be like... like stop f***ing all the time. You need to stop <laughs> f***ing. We all know what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's Voyager. That's not what we're here to talk that's about. That's not here. what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about uh, oof, Babylon 5. Wow. Wow. Do you want wow. to give a show synopsis for Babylon 5 just really quick? Yeah, right? yeah, I do. In the mid-23rd century, the Earth Alliance space station Babylon 5. Even, even this is boring. Located in neutral territory. Mm-hmm is a major focal point for political intrigue, racial tensions, and various wars over the course of five years. Wow, this runs for five years? Yeah, it went for five years. What? Yes, and movies afterwards. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. When you hear our story about Babylon 5, you're going to understand why this is horrifying. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. Episode synopsis. The Gathering. The opening of a crucial space station is put in jeopardy when the commanding officer is accused of the attempted murder of a diplomat. Oh, oh well, we didn't even get to that plot. No. <laughs> There's a spoiler. <laughs> we did not get far. <laughs> I got as far as I could go. We... 25 minutes. Uh, we... I should get a medal. Uh, we really do deserve medals for this. <laughs> I... Well, we'll get to it when we get to it. I, no, I'm going to say, I went into this really wanting to like it. So maybe my expectations were too high I went for into what it, it was. Okay, so Babylon 5 was written by J. Michael Straczynski, who's okay. a comic book writer that I'm pretty familiar with. He had a run yeah. on Thor that I really enjoyed. Okay. He had a run on Spider-Man where Peter Parker sold his soul to the devil and got rid of being married. So, oh, <laughs> that guy. To be fair, that was uh, that was editorially mandated. That wasn't necessarily his plan. He was just the person to have to implement it. But um, <laughs> I did not 
appreciate that turn of events for Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man selling his soul. Just so he could get out of being married. Just to get out of being married so he could be a young man on the town. And just womanizing it up. And then what's so crazy is like then they've spent like all this time just trying to get him and like Mary Jane back together pretty much. It's like <sighs> Well okay. that was stupid. It was stupid and pointless. This show is weird too because it seems like there was like a huge cast sh- uh, change up at some point mm-hmm. to the point where I got my cast list from the actual episode. Usually okay. I go from like just like the whole yeah. series and I find who's in the most episodes, mm-hmm. but that doesn't seem to work with Babylon 5 because I think Do, do they the go people... around killing off characters then? Maybe. Because that might make it interesting. If anything could make this interesting. <laughs> but like it just seems like there's a lot of people in this particular episode that some of them like aren't in any more episodes. Okay. Like, uh, what's her name? Lieutenant Commander Laurel Takashima. This is her only episode. What? And she's set up as, like, a main... The character, yeah. A main character. Second to Douchebag Commander. Uh, That's Michael O'Hare Commander Jeffrey Sinclair, who is in Law and Order and L.A. Law, and his is kind of a sad story. He was in the first full season. Okay. But then he had uh, mental health problems (gasps) and had to leave the show. Oh, that's awful. Like, he even wanted, they even wanted him to come back, and yeah. he just couldn't do it. Oh, so, that sucks. So that's kind of... Well, that takes away a lot, I was going to say, about him. Then. <laughs> well, he's a, it's nope. a character. No, nope, he goes on the back burner now. Then we got Jerry Doyle as Michael Garibaldi. He was in JAG. And... Yeah, I knew that name. <laughs> I knew that name. And Captain Simeon in the Space Monkeys. Yeah. Oh, and I should say, uh, Tamlin Tamita played mm-hmm. Lieutenant Commander Laurel Takashima. Yeah. She was in The Day After Tomorrow and The Karate Kid Part yeah. 2 and Cobra Kai. I knew I recognized her. Yeah, she's like a yeah. pretty famous yeah. actress, which made me surprised that she's like only want, in one episode of this. I wonder if she had other opportunities she wanted to go after instead. I mean, what I would say is nice that a Japanese actress got to play a Japanese character. That is nice. Unlike... Unlike Harry Kim. <laughs> we have a Chinese actor? Yeah, you. What? Yeah, the, <laughs> we, we should explain the anecdote there. The anecdote. The, the, the showrunners at Voyager had spoken to... Uh, was it Garrett? Garrett, Garrett Wang. Yeah, Garrett yeah. Wang. And he, they were like... Uh, he had suggested, like, oh, we should get this Chinese actor in yeah. there. And they're like, well, we already have a Chinese actor in... And Garrett's like, who? Well, who's I? Really, who? Who? And they're like, you. you. <laughs> and he is Harry Kim. In the show, and he's like Korean. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Fun racist story. So, so at least, yeah. <laughs> Star Trek doesn't have a great track record with this. They stuff. are progressive for their time and must be appreciated for that. Yeah. But I'm not saying they're, you know. Where and, they should be. And then apparently there's a person named Mira Furlan as Deline, who is in A Royal Christmas Ball and Lost. I do not believe we got to that character. No. This show was released February 22nd. Can you guess what year? Based on, like, the CG effects, can you guess what year this came out? I'm going to go 1996. Oh, wow. You you were actually... Nice. 1993. Really? The okay. number one song will I was I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. You, you mean written by Dolly Parton? Written by Dolly Parton. And the number one movie was Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Okay. I haven't seen it. Did you have any predictions for the show? I guess we kind of touched on that, but like... Well, I did. I had my expectations. I said it was going to be DS9, but creepier, with lots of sexism, but it will be progressive for its time, and will have loads of really dumb-looking aliens. I think... 
you're kind of right okay. with a lot of those things. Like, um, apparently, I, I was reading like an article mm-hmm. while I was supposed to be watching this show. <laughs> um, that like a lot of people have said it's not good, but it's well remembered for its list of firsts. Oh, okay. So like it was the first show to have a bisexual person as oh. a second in command. Okay. It was uh, like the first show to have legalized gay marriage. Oh wow! So it, it was very progressive, and this is in 1993, 94. Yeah. So it's pretty progressive for its time. Yeah. I just wish it were a little Better. more interesting. I did like all of the um, sci-fi elements that were that Mass Effect had taken from it. Yeah, clearly it was clearly it was heavily influential. See, yeah. I think, and I know it has a very rabid fan base. Okay, like, there are a lot of people who love this show, okay. and that was my prediction. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I think I might actually like this. Yeah, especially you know? if it's like darker and creepier than DS9. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about, this is my facts for this week. And mm-hmm. it's unusual for my facts this week. It actually has to do with the show that we watch, not okay. just tangentially related. This is the story of Babylon 5. If you are familiar with Babylon 5, you probably already know this story, but I know you don't. No, I, I know definitely some don't. of our listeners probably do not know okay. this. What year was this released? I said 1993. Yeah. What year do you think Deep Space Nine was released? 1993. Yes, yeah. these both came out at the exact same. Because time. I remember you telling me that they didn't know who copied who or something like that. Oh darn it! I talked about this already. Uh, yeah, for I DS9, real more, quick though. I got a little bit more information about this. Okay. So J. Michael Straczynski or JMS, I'm gonna call him JMS for now. Yes. He started this show in the mid '80s, and he was just disillusioned with the state of television. Okay. And he wanted to create what he considered a televised novel. And to this day, he is like you saw him. He was the written by yeah. JMS. Mm-hmm. He writes the entire series. Okay. And in the mid-80s, he created an entire Bible for this show. Wow. It, like, the history, the characters, okay. blah, 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 blah. He started shipping it around to other Uh-oh. other networks and stuff. And one of the people that he went to was Paramount, which mm. was the home of Star Trek. Right. At Paramount passed. And eventually, Babylon 5 was picked up by Warner Brothers in 1991. That was, in 1991, is the same time when Paramount decided, oh, we're going to do a space station Uh show and call it Deep Space Nine. So... And they are, like, naming their stations kind of similar. Well, that's part, well, that's one of the things that that people have pointed out to. And the thing is, Deep Space Nine... Since it's already a part of an established Star Trek universe, yeah. they already had costumes. They already, they already have fans and stuff. They yeah. already have fans. They have costumes. They have makeup. They have alien species right. that are all like ready kind of to go. Yeah. So Deep Space Nine was able to get off the ground a little faster okay. than Babylon 5. Like I think really, even though this is 1993, I think Babylon 5 really kind of started like 94. Okay. Like this is a TV movie, which was daunting for us when we saw the timestamp on yeah. this. And Deep Space Nine, like, I mean, you're ready to go. You're wearing the same uniforms as Next Generation. Yeah, I always found it curious that DS9 was a Star Trek thing because Star Trek is all about trekking the stars. And here here they are, just stationary. Yeah. That's that's not Star Trek. So so it always felt, no. (laughs) So it did always feel kind of claustrophobic in that universe. Yeah, yeah. But not in a good way. Sort of like this wasn't meant to be Star Trek. Yeah. Is, is how that show always felt to me. So pretty much right away, people started leveling accusations. I can see why. That this was a rip-off yeah. show. Because Paramount had access to that Bible. Yeah. 
It's just like, so here are some of the similarities. Not all, but some of them. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some spoilers for this series finale okay. and for the series finale. For Hi, anything that nine. came out before 2015, <laughs> before we are going to give spoilers. Yeah, you... You've had plenty of time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, kind of aesthetically, I guess, or, or superficially, both the names of the shows are stations. It's a name of a station yeah. and a number. Yeah. The character names, both shows feature characters with the names pronounced as Lyta and Dukat. Okay. Uh, although with different spellings. Both of them have villains sh- having shadowy external threats that seem to take over the region, mm-hmm. both through military might and internal manipulation. Wow. Both the captains had captains who are religious leaders for an alien race. That's oh my specific. God. That is extremely specific. <laughs> they both uh, had captains that dated freighter captains. Oh, Jesus. Because uh, remember, Cisco yeah, dated that yeah. woman, and we saw in yeah. this episode that woman coming in. Mm-hmm. And in the series finale for both of them, both the captains disappear. They kind of ascend to godhood oh, within Jesus. those religions okay. that they are considered. Like the prof- prophecy yeah. is fulfilled yeah. okay. by the end. Both In both cases, the space station is intended as a place of diplomacy and trade and set in a neutral territory. Mm-hmm. Both of the captains were widowers and seen as religious figures that had... Oh, I already wrote that part. <laughs> uh, both had idealistic doctors with a secret. Both had a marketplace with a scoundrel with a heart of gold. Yeah. Uh, both shows focused on an enslaved, deeply religious people fighting to assert itself against its oppressors, the Bajorans from the Cardassians yeah. and the Narns from the Centauri. Wow. I mean, like... that. Is, that's kind of too similar. There's one thing to be coincidences. You yeah. know, there's always a lot of coincidence when it comes to art. Like, I've made a cover and then, oh my God, there's almost one that looks almost exactly like it. Yeah. Because there's just, there's only so many images to right, choose from. Right, right. And there is such a thing as parallel thinking. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, there is a lot of that, especially when it comes to writing and uh, artwork or whatever. Right. However, mm-hmm. this seems way too similar. And there's there's evidence that they saw his... Yeah. His, what his plot was. They, yeah. Like, they knew... Like, like, I was reading one thing about... Um, like, I think it was Neil Gaiman was talking about Harry Potter. Okay. And he has, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember. Spell, Books of Magic is a DC book, which has a kid with glasses, glasses. black hair, yeah. and he's a magic kid, about 11, 12 years old. Right. And everyone was like, oh, J.K. Rowling ripped you off. And, and mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman was like, no, not, I can see where you're getting that, right. but you also have to follow the rationale. Like, we're used to mm-hmm. blonde haired, blue eyed. Yeah. Like, Guys being the hero, so mm-hmm. it's natural to be like, what's different than that? Yeah. Well, we get a dark-haired, scrawny kid with yeah. glasses. Like, it's just, a, it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. that's where your brain would go if you're looking for, to go against type. Yeah. But this is a really similar. This is this is almost too similar. It it's, it's kind of disturbingly creepy. And I like this one. This is one I like. Both shows featured a member of the top brass staging an attempted coup d'etat on <laughs> Earth's government. Admiral Layton versus General Haig, and both were portrayed by the same actor. What? <laughs> so the same oh, actor was on. on both shows playing basically the same character. Wow. <laughs> um, what the hell happened here? So while I think it's important to point out that what Paramount did was totally suspect. Yeah. JMS himself never officially accused the producers and the writers of plagiarism. Okay. From his point of view, if there were shenanigans, mm-hmm. it was the studio saw his Bible yeah. and then went out to these people and was like, hey, write a show like this. Yeah. That, so, that's so they weren't copying yeah. exactly, but they 
got basically the outline yeah. from them. What do you think now? So we've seen Deep Space Nine yeah. and Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. And like, if I were Paramount, mm-hmm. I would have passed on this too. And I see, but I see the bones of something good. Yeah. And how we can apply that to one of our own IP and make it better. Hmm. I don't, That's... I'm not saying it's right. No. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I, I can see them saying, this has good meat, but we could change it up enough, put it in the Star Trek universe, and it will be better. Hmm. Not to mention Deep Space Nine actually has people of color in it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of white people in yeah. Babylon 5. Yeah, there were. So, so yeah, so that's kind of my notes for Babylon 5. So, I mean, what do you what, what do you think, though? Do you think what Paramount did was okay? No. You know, so you think that... Do you, but do you think it's Deep Space Nine is better than Babylon 5? Well, we actually watched more of DS9 than we did Babylon 5. We actually watched seasons. Of we wa- we actually watched seasons, so I'm going to have to say, yeah, it was done better. But that could just be it was more familiar. It, yeah, exactly. It already had like that built-in. Yeah, it like, already had the built-in fan base. And, like I said, and, too, we ended up skipping a lot of episodes, and we didn't even finish it. We didn't. So it's not like it, it, it was great. It was great. I still think oh, the overall premise, mm-hmm. like you said, feels very claustrophobic. It feels yeah. They really should have gone further into that, into the creepiness of it all. And unfortunately, neither show. Well, what we saw of Babylon Five didn't hit that for me. I, I think, mean, I think it would have been very neat to have more of a Hitchcockian director on it, right? And just to make it feel very small, very contained. Yeah, I'm thinking like something more noirish. Yeah. Yeah. More, um, even more like Blade Runner. I don't think you've ever seen no. Blade Runner, but it's a it's a noir sci-fi okay. movie where it's it's a detective story. Okay. Like I think that suits it better. Like yeah. make it make the station itself its own kind of character, right? That's kind of dark and dank, and yeah, like seedy, yeah. And I think they try to do that, but I don't think it ever really mm-hmm. comes out. I mean, my first impression of this show is it looks way worse than I thought it was going to look. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily the show's fault. Right. But considering the time it was made, mm-hmm. like, we did have They spend an Trek. awful lot of time on the CG. And really, that that ended up, in my opinion, hampering it. Yes. Because it made it larger than what it's supposed to. Yeah. To be, you know? It needed to have that small claustrophobic feel to it. Yes. And they tried that with the sets, I think. I think so, because the, the, the marketplace sets, was very crowded. Yeah, the sets felt very small, mm-hmm. and and uh, the ceilings were very low. Yeah. Which which kind of put me on edge a bit. Right. You know, so it did have that claustrophobic feel to it, but then they would go outside the station and show all this dumb CG. Yeah. Or they... Um, it was like lovingly like, look at this amazing CG. Yeah. And it, and it just took a little bit too much time. Yeah, on it. On yeah. it, like... Establish the shot and let's move on because it yeah. doesn't look that great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you. But yeah, it was really neat to see some of the influences that Babylon Five had on one of my favorite uh, yeah stories, which is Mass, Mass Effect. Yeah. So you have the Citadel, you know, with with the entire ring mm-hmm. of the Presidium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really neat to see that. But what they didn't do, but what Mass Effect Two did was actually bring in seedier elements of the space station. Right, right. Which made it better. It made it it made it more icky. Yeah. And that ickiness. Because you're gonna feel that like... mood really really puts you into a different kind of 
zone. You I know? think I think it's like there's something to be said about like because you're in a space station, you're mm-hmm. in a contained environment that you cannot leave. Yeah. And to be like almost trapped in this world, mm-hmm. I think would have is worth exploring. Yeah. Like that feeling of like there are gross seedy elements to this that I cannot escape. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think there's a tension there that is interesting, mm-hmm. but like the show never really. Yeah, it doesn't. Neither of them do. No, it doesn't explore it. And I, I kind of wish that the show was a little bit too HD for my taste. It was okay. too clean. Yeah. Like I want it. It needs to be dirtier. Well, and this is something I could say about the show altogether. The actors certainly, mm-hmm. uh, but the show had no charisma to it. Yeah. Like there was just, it felt very lifeless yeah. and sterile, and people felt like they were just reading their lines, but yeah. like not. It was a lot of, like, science fiction gobbledygook. Mm -hmm. And, like, see, and this is where I think something like Deep Space Nine benefits. Okay. Because it had, at that point, would have had 30-something years. Yeah, of established science. Of of establishing the gobbledygook. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I, I wonder, or I wonder how to explain this. Because, like, certainly fantasy and sci-fi have had a history of, Names with too many apostrophes in them. Right. All that garbage. And For like, example, Butalana. Yeah, Butalana. <laughs> Jakar. Um, that's just something I we've all decided is yeah. sci-fi and fantasy. Tissoni. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, there's something like, say, Lord of the Rings, which does have a lot of gobbledygook, but right. also has manages to be to have Ben a, a good well, just a good story <laughs> right. to it. So even like when you don't understand maybe a, a word, mm-hmm. in context you can get the idea. Right. And I think maybe Star Trek does that. Well, this felt very much like we're talking about our stuff. Yeah. You need to catch up. We're mm-hmm. not going to slow down and like tell you what we're doing. <laughs> and I think for some people that might be fun mm-hmm. to be like, ooh, I got to like dive into this world. But if it doesn't have the charisma to like draw me in, I have no interest in deciphering your your code. See, I thought it was too expositiony. Well, and I agree with that too. Because like he takes this uh telepath. Uh-huh. By the way, she can read minds. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes her on this exposition tour of a part of the station telling her what it mm-hmm. does and I'm like, "Why is this conversation happening? She's a telepath." Of all the characters. She's already read your mind. She knows. Of all the characters you picked, why'd you pick the telepath? Yeah. I was like, "This is stupid. I get that it's an exposition tour for the viewer." But she makes no sense here. But here's the problem with the exposition tour. That exposition tour comes about two minutes after a full, <laughs> like, three-minute voiceover exposition. Yes, yes. There so was it, a lot of exposition. And I get it. You're trying to set the set the world. But I was so bored, I couldn't even follow with your it, world setting. Exactly. And I think, again, when we're talking about stuff like Star Trek or something mm-hmm. like that, it works because we're already somewhat familiar with right. it. So if you do have to do an explanation, I have a little bit more tolerance. Yeah. But when it's something completely new or not mm-hmm. to use a plan, alien to me. Right. Like if you're going to spend five, six minutes at the top explaining stuff, you got to make it interesting mm-hmm. because I'm already tuned out. Yeah. There was in that in that one point, uh, he says, there's only one way in or out of Babylon. <laughs> and Aaron's like dying. <laughs> <laughs> It was um, miserable, and I kept zoning out so many times. I mean, the acting isn't good. The makeup isn't good. The effects aren't good. Yeah. 
and I can forgive some of that. Yeah. I can forgive bad acting if mm-hmm. the stories are interesting. Yep. But we never even really got to the story. And no. Keep put a pin in not getting to the story. Right. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Okay. Oh, and one of my favorite parts is when he is taking giving that tour to that woman. She's like, why is it called Babylon 5? Yeah. And he's like, because Babylon's 1 through 3 were destroyed and 4 was went missing. And it, we don't know what happened. And I was like, explain more about that. But then he's like, but that's why this one's called 5. No, no, no. Why just, is it Babylon? I understand how numbers work. Yeah, I, under, I get numerical <laughs> designations. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that this is the fifth attempt. But why would you call it Babylon? Yeah. And, and, like, and of course, we're watching this show, and I know... I'm not a historian or, you know. You're thinking of the Tower of Babel, right? Well, no, I was just thinking of Babylon in general. Oh, I was thinking of the Tower of Babel. Wasn't that located in Babylon? uh, No, I think that was different. Well, there goes my theory, because I was thinking all of the cultures gathered there. Right, that makes sense. And the the separating of the languages and whatever. Babylon was like the Code of Hammurabi came oh, from there. Oh, yeah, so like yeah, that's first, right. Okay. You know, law that was right. written down. So, you know, it was a center of culture for yeah. a long time. I think it's in the... the Hanging Gardens. The Hanging Gardens. Yeah. I think it, I think it's in the Euphrates, Euphrates Tigris, Euphrates, yeah. Mesopotamian Valley yeah. or whatever. The start of all life. I, I could be wrong I, on right. some of those information. Like I said, I'm not a historian. I'm not an archaeologist, guys. <laughs> but I'm just going on what I remember. Of We're shitballing. <laughs> shitballing. Yeah, that so that was kind of crazy, mm-hmm. and then um, I don't know. I, I again, I can see how some people would be interested in it, like if I you're th- in the mood for a new world, probably. I yeah. I think if you're interested in like hard science fiction, and I'm not sure if this even qualifies as hard science mm-hmm. fiction. I like to have a lot of uh, hokey science in my science fiction. I like my science fiction to be more space opera y. Yeah, yeah. More. Uh, I mean, maybe that makes me a basic bitch. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I'm i more story-driven than mm-hmm. concept-driven. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't really care about all the mm-hmm. bells and whistles. And I don't even really care about the politics. I want a good story. I really am not interested in your shit politics. Yeah. I mean, like, the same people who probably criticize, like, the prequel trilogy yeah. for its politics. Yeah. Star Wars prequel trilogy clearly, but, you know, <laughs> uh, there are probably the same people who love this show. Yeah. It's you the know? same shit, guys. It, it's just like... So, oh, anyway. one thing I will say. I'm not sure if I like this or hate this, mm-hmm. but people are uh, liking Anakin again. <laughs> you just feel... You feel like... It, I've had to defend Anakin for two decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For two decades. <laughs> and I've been given down the road a million times and now suddenly everybody's like we love Anakin what the f- where were you where the fuck were you where were you when he was burning on Mustafar yeah where were you <laughs> I was saving his ass constantly Dragging and you kept trying to defend me too and I'd be like it's okay I got this <laughs> you don't have to defend me I get it I so I don't know if I like it or hate it. I think I like it because uh, you know the actors no longer getting shit. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and, and the people go. This is how uninteresting Babylon Five is. I'm basically <laughs> done talking about. Yeah, it. me too. Um, the the thing about Obi Wan too is like people are giving that little girl shit, just like they did Jake Lloyd. They gave yes. him a fucking complex. Yes. What the fuck is your problem, guys? You're a bunch of fucking bullies. You're, you're supposed to be watching this world that's about goodness. Yeah. And bad, and you guys. Constantly fall over to the fucking dark side. Constantly. <laughs> like, but you're like, I love this thing. It's 
freaking crazy. Yeah, it doesn't make any kind of sense to me. But anyway, setting that aside for the moment, what did we do? So we made it 25 minutes into Babylon 5. And honestly, guys, I'm sorry. I just mm-hmm. did not have the patience. I couldn't it. get into it. Now, if you guys love it, if if some if one yeah. of our listeners love it, I want you guys I want Let you to me send why. me yeah, an email explaining why you love it so much and I might give it another chance. Because like Sometimes uh, personal anecdotes yeah. can give something else more life. Well, and So the... I'm open to that idea because, like I said, when I wrote down my expectations, I really did want to like this. I was going into this expecting it to be everyone loves Deep Space Nine, but this is like the indie band. Yeah. Of that, that's even better. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. Yeah, like... yeah that's what I was hoping for. So if... If you guys can explain why you really like it, then yeah. then I'm willing to give it another shot. Yeah, this isn't Metallica. This is that like <laughs> metal band that no one's heard of. That's from like, Norway. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's like death metal that everybody like. Oh man, you don't even know. Like, yeah. it's their Anakin. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you don't even know how good this is. You right. Know? Uh, but um, with the, the article I was reading, because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to it. <laughs> Now, like, the person was saying, like, basically they were saying, like, yes, I understand Babylon 5 isn't good, but here's why I like it anyway. Oh, okay. Okay? And the person was like, I have binge-watched the entire thing multiple times with people, and I've seen multiple people cry at the end. Oh, wow. It's shocking to me because there's none of that emotional, the emotional groundwork Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it was getting laid here. You know, <laughs> nothing was getting nothing laid was here. Nothing was getting laid that here except for like, the freighter captain with her frictionless sheets. <laughs> what are you doing to cause that much friction? <laughs> Ew. My sheets are so frictionless. It's like, Jesus Christ. You're going? just going to slide off the bed every time he, like, pumps. <laughs> just go flying. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it interests me. It's like, how do we get from this show mm-hmm. that was an hour and a half long that we could not get... A half an hour. We were like, we did 25 minutes. We saw it was an hour and a half long, and we're like, if we could just get to a a 45 minute mark. Yeah, because it's probably a two parter that's been combined into one. Yeah, we can safely say we've watched an episode. Yeah. And we couldn't even make it that far. We made half of that. No. So, what did we do? We had to bail. So, we were like, well, we've got to have something to talk about. Yeah, maybe not. No, no, we've long. we've already talked way too long about this. <laughs> so our first, my my first thing was I've heard a lot of good things about the Apple TV show called Severance. Okay, I and have expectations. What were your expectations for okay. Severance? I know nothing about this. So an employee who goes postal because he's fired and doesn't get severance pay. Nice. <laughs> That's why I wrote lol. So, so he kills everyone and then he's like, why didn't I get my severance no, package? No, no. He kills everyone because he didn't get a severance uh, package because, because he's fired. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so he gets postal. Well, the, okay. So we didn't watch severance. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why. Because it was an hour long. And we had yeah. already watched 25 minutes yeah. of Babylon. So we're running out of time. So we're like, we need something kind of shorter than that. Yeah. So we went to Netflix. It was a brand new show. Out, I think this week. Yeah, called have, God's Favorite Idiot. I don't have any information on this. My expectations. For, Dumb jokes, but overall cute. There you go. See, I was <laughs> hoping for something maybe in the vein of like Santa Clarita Diaz. Yeah, yeah. Or some, um, it, it starts Melissa McCarthy and another guy I don't recognize. I, rec- I recognize them, but I don't know from where. He wrote the show, though. I noticed oh, okay. that at the end. He wrote the show. And... It wasn't good, guys. No. 
We did not now, have a good week. Now, I did chuckle a few times. Yes, you did. I did, and I wrote that down. Uh, because when she's busy flipping off everybody and they're flipping her off back, I thought I thought that was just funny. That if you're in an funny. office just telling people to fuck off, like... And there was a point where music was playing and they were talking about Alexa and they kept whispering. And they kept whispering, yeah. Alexa. I yeah. thought that was funny because if you have an Alexa, you Yeah, know, she's she's always around. She's always listening. She's, <laughs> so, it, so it's just funny to yeah. see other people like when they And say, then I also laughed at, at, at Barcelona. <laughs> yes. Uh, not at the town. No, no. But at the shitty white pronunciation of it. Well, because I, I, have, well, it's, it's, I have this problem... Of people trying to say it correctly. Yes. But they're clearly not from there. So I have this problems with New Orleans and Barcelona, both of them. Because you have these people being like, well, when I went to Barcelona. You know, and they're trying to pronounce it properly. And it's just like, you're... You're acting like a fool. Yeah. And same with, it's Narlins, Aaron. No, it's New Orleans. Oh, I got into a fight with someone. When I worked at a, a retail place, there was yeah. a nerdy guy I used to work with. Mm-hmm. And he got on my case for not pronouncing Louisville right. Yeah. He's like, it's Louisville. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's Louis- it's Louisville. Yeah. And he's like, it's Louisville. And I'm like, are you from there? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I've already, I've always called it Louisville because I'm from the Appalachians. And right. our, our way of speaking is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, because, you know, we call them maters and, right. and taters. And, yeah. You know, that's that's just what we call things. But, but this... <laughs> Stop trying to pronounce it like you're from there because if, you're not. I think the thing is, if you speak Spanish, yeah, then that's one thing. Like, and if yeah. you're saying it in Spanish, that's one thing. Yes, but it would be like me going to England and being like, "Top, top, cheerio." <laughs> there I am in London. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, absurd. It's like I'm copying your accent, which mm-hmm. doesn't, which sounds insulting. And I get that you're trying to be nice and being like, "Oh, I want to pronounce it yeah. properly" or whatever. But you sound insulting. Yeah, you're not. You're not doing what you think you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You're not. It's not. You're not really respecting the culture. Right. You're just. You're just like, pretty much like, like I said, putting on like some kind of like mimicry of their accent. Yeah, and, and it, so it does sound very insulting. It doesn't sound complimentary at all. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I would I would be interested to know what people feel about that. Yeah. Because then there's, like, the thing, like, because um, maybe maybe we're wrong, too. Maybe that is the better thing to do. Because I know it's, like, maybe por- it is. Portuguese, mm-hmm. you know, you pronounce R's as H. Right. So, uh, like, Roberto yeah. would be Roberto or you, yeah, you know, I get you. you know I get saying? you. I get you. Like I remember, there was a there's a band. I had a friend who was from Brazil, and he had got me this uh, CD of a band he liked called Ohapa, and it's yeah. spelled O R A P A. And I said to him, I'm like, oh, thank, oh, I really like the album you got by Ohapa, and he's like, oh no, it's Ohapa. Yeah. So, you know, he did correct me right. on the pronunciation. So I don't know. So. I think you have to be corrected by the people who are from there and not right. by people who think they know how it should be pronounced. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? It's one thing to be corrected by, yeah, someone from yeah. there. It's yeah. another thing to, to be corrected by a white person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> who has, like, who's from, like, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, it's you're like, not from there. You you can't correct others. Yeah. I, yeah I that's kinda, that's not your bag right now. Yeah, it just, seem, it just seems weird to me. Yeah. It's like when someone, like, slips in, like, to a weird language when, I don't know, oh, oh, not weird language, but like, 
Well, kind of the same thing. Like, like, uh, like if you speak a second language and you're speaking English, but then you hit that one word that's like French or yeah. Spanish, and then all of a sudden you hit that really hard with like a accent or something. Right. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Like Barcelona. Like Barcelona. Barcelona. I, but I'd like to know. Maybe, maybe that's what they want. I don't know. Is that what? Is that with someone from Barcelona? Well, wants? then we might as well just call Japan Nippon. Well, that was my that was I was on the tip of my tongue this whole discussion. It's like <laughs> because like Japanese yeah. people from Japan don't call it Japan. No, it's Nippon. We've just decided that we're not, we're just like, calling we it Japan. Easily, we could easily kill call it Nippon. Yeah, easily easy. <laughs> it's like. I don't even know why we call it Japan. That makes I, no sense to I me. Had, I asked... Uh, okay, Cam one from, of our listeners came Cam from, from Japan. Japan. I asked him one time. He gave me a good answer, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> nice. I have to look, I'm sorry, Cam. <laughs> I'll have to look it up again. But, uh, yeah, he actually gave me an answer for that. But, oh, okay. But I didn't ask what the preference would be right. for someone from Japan. Would you prefer I call it Nippon? Or yeah. would you prefer I call it Japan? Well, would we prefer to be called the British colonies or America? Yeah, like... But like, <laughs> I, 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 but then again, I don't understand. Like we were from Georgia, where they have boiled peanuts. Yeah. If someone not from Georgia came and they were, they were like, "Want some boiled peanuts?" Right. Like, do I would I care if someone said boiled peanuts instead no. of boiled peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> because it is tomato. It is not mater. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, and I'm from that region. I don't know. It is not Mater. And I get it. This is a long run on this. (laughs) I'm just saying, stop trying too hard. Yeah. (laughs) And especially with this show, uh, for God's favorite idiots, I actually wrote as my note, it's trying too hard. And we just did one of the things that I was really going to criticize it about. But like, uh, is that it's like almost like anti-comedy. Yes. Where, okay, some shows. Where it's so not funny, it's funny. Yeah. It kind of makes that extreme 180. It does yeah. a bit. But almost, like, to me, like, have you ever, like, watched a movie or a TV show that just has so many jokes? Mm-hmm. But, like, let's say 80% of them are pretty good jokes. You, right. you kind of chuckle. But, yeah. like, 20% are stinkers. Yeah. But the because the jokes come so rapid fire, mm-hmm. you don't have time to dwell so much on the bad jokes. Okay. You know, you, right. you, you're you're still laughing about the good joke when yeah. the bad joke's happening. So you kind of yeah. just pass it. This joke... Ha- this jog weird. <laughs> this show had bad jokes that they would just not let up on. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and they would go, and it's not a 25-minute show, and mm-hmm. they would spend minutes yeah. on a run that was not funny. No. And not getting funny. No. You know, like it was just like, and like, and 80% of those jokes mm-hmm. were her substance abuse problems. Yeah. Like, and nobody in the show, like, they literally, one of the characters calls her crazy. They're like, you're acting crazier than normal. And you usually act pretty crazy. Right. Uh, you know, are you sure you didn't take uh, Adderall and blah, yeah. blah, blah? And she's like, no, I take Adderall, whatever, blah, blah, And I'm like, everyone, you're, so you're busy calling her crazy when you should be like, you need help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, it was like having a substance abuse problem yeah. was a punchline. Yeah, yeah. And they would go on and on and on about it. And then when it would cut to another scene, and then would come back, and Melissa McCarthy, um, Amelie. Amelie. Mm-hmm. Uh, her character is the one with this problem. Like, it would cut away from her, and then it would come back to her. And then, like, again, it was that same joke yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it's not funny. No. And you guys are, like, just, like, it could be funny. Mm-hmm. The first time when she's like, 
Um, I didn't take cocaine. Yeah, the first time it was kind of funny. She was like, I only did cocaine twice. I only so did... what I'm going to say is I was level-headed and sober. Yeah. Yeah. And you breeze past that. Yeah, and you're I like, huh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But then, like, that scene goes on for three or four minutes. And then she keeps talking about cocaine abuse. And then that, and then she's like, oh, maybe I did do more cocaine. Yeah, like, and then I roofied myself. And yeah. then and just keeps going. Yeah. And it's like, I, this is, you've left me now. You've left me. <laughs> and we should t- tell you what the overall plot of the show is. Okay. It is it's this man... I think his name was, I wrote it down, Carl or something? Clark. Clark, okay. Clark. He gets struck by lightning. He's a lonely kind of guy. Right. Kind of loser. He gets struck by lightning one day, and the next day he wakes up, and things are just kind of going his way. He has some weird superpowers. Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't... He, a lot of country music was coming. A lot up. of Harry Styles happening. <laughs> was that Harry that, that song that kept playing? Oh. That was Harry Styles. Oh, okay. You didn't want yeah, to look hear... at me. I'm in the know. Wow. It was on this very podcast where I had to explain a Harry Styles to That's you. right. And I'm in the know now. <laughs> but, like, he doesn't want to listen to country music, and he keeps flipping mm-hmm. his stations. I'm like, well, just don't go to the country stations. <laughs> but... Stay off AM. There's not that many country stations. <laughs> and... He's catching all the lights to work, and he's apparently glowing. Right. And so it looks like he's been blessed by God, I yeah. think, is where the show's going. I say, I think where the show is going, because I think that's an actually interesting premise. Okay. Some loser mm-hmm. is blessed by God, mm-hmm. and why, and what. But this show has no interest mm. in that at all. No. Has more interest in unfunny bits yeah. than actually getting to what the show is about. Right. Like, it takes 25 minutes, and you still really haven't gotten anywhere. No, exactly. And you even watch him get struck by lightning, and you haven't gotten anywhere. The first scene is him getting struck by lightning, (laughs) then 24 minutes pass, and then he starts glowing at the end in the restaurant, and then it's credits. Yep. In those 22 (laughs) minutes in between, like, nothing happens. No, it's just setting up Melissa McCarthy to be an over-the-top kind of character. Yes. That, to me, is trying too hard, and it's not too funny. Like, like they they go on a whole thing of why they call their boss Frisbee. Yeah, and I was like, I don't care, and And it it doesn't even make sense, and this is stupid. Can we move on? And maybe, like, I don't need, yeah, like, maybe I don't even need it. Maybe, like... It's funny that his name's Frisbee, and I just yeah. don't need to know. That's something you can have in your story Bible that, yeah. like, you can put in a, uh, you have a Q&A one day, and you can tell, mm-hmm. oh, his name was Frisbee. But they actually say, it's like, well, because you wear cargo shorts. Or what are and no, it reminds me of the Tom of Bahamut people who play Frisbee on the beach, and they call it Frisbee golf or something. But we just did that in 10 seconds or five seconds. Yeah. Whereas, like, they're like, it's the shorts. The shorts with the pockets. What are those called? Oh, yeah. cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. Blah, 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 blah. And it goes on and on just to go this minor character, yeah. why we call him Frisbee. Exactly. It was pointless. My God. And, like, every scene was like that. Every scene was like that, yeah. At first, I mean, it gets clearer as the show goes on. I didn't even know what Melissa McCarthy's, like, relationship to these other people were. Yeah, because she just walks in so mean. I had no idea what was happening. I was happening. like, is she their boss? Are they yeah. co-workers? Where do they work? What is this place? Yeah. Like, you know, what does this have to do with this guy getting struck by lightning? Yeah. And then you find out he works there. It's like, the structure of the show is not right. good. <laughs> <laughs> and then we find out, like, halfway through that Clark has a crush on Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. And one of the friends, they have a mutual friend who knows this. Yeah. And is kind of doing nothing she's like well you really screwed up there it's like yeah you had your shot you blew it 
but it's like, <laughs> well, you could be helping me facilitate this since you're friends with her too. I think. I don't know. I, this is. It was just so stupid. I couldn't. I didn't care. I just did not care. It just it, to me, it just didn't know where to stop. Yeah. It was like it's not funny, and like I said, I think there is an interest, kind of like Babylon Five. Yeah. I think there is an interesting premise in both shows. Mm-hmm. I just think the execution is terrible. Yeah. I would love to see a show dealing with like these theological things right. and this goofball gets blessed by God and yeah. You know, but the show seems so disinterested in talking about that. Yeah, it does. It's like, I'm more interested in your premise than the writers of your own show. Right. <laughs> and it's only eight episodes long. Oh, We've my God. We've already burned one whole episode and nothing's wow. happened. Wow. <laughs> do you want to hear some reviews for Babylon 5? I do. Okay, let's see what this says. Okay, so full disclosure on this. What I've learned is... People like to write about Babylon 5. Oh, God. Whether you like it, whether you hate it. So, like, huge novels? Like, treatises. (laughs) Whether it's a one-star or a five-star. You're going to hear why they feel the way they do. Okay. IMDb is their open diary. So, (laughs) I picked the only one-star review that was not... A Bible. A Bible. (laughs) Yeah, a phone book of their grievances. Okay. Uh, This is from Vincent Nemo. It says, horrible sci-fi. I read some of the comments here and felt I had to react. Is there no one that finds the show equally horrible? I find that hard to believe. I mean, I love Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Firefly, Stargate SG-1, and Atlantis. So I am into sci-fi. Really, I am. (laughs) But Babylon 5 just doesn't cut it. I hung on till the first episodes of season two. Wow. Season one is endurable, sometimes even okay, so I decided to give the show some slack. It was especially Michael O'Hare, the captain, mm-hmm. that kept the show on a respectable height. In season two, he is replaced by Box Leitner, and it's all downhill from there. He's always speeching. That's quite annoying. <laughs> but it's not just that. It's also that he thinks, thank God here, God bless there, and the aliens are so unrealistic, conversations are poor, I could go on like this, but I don't feel like it. Believe me, people that love this show have poor taste. Wow. Harsh words. Uh, the gauntlet has been thrown. Wow. Okay. I don't disagree with any of that. Well, I wouldn't. No, I'm not going to judge anyone for liking it. I don't it's not, care if a, if a captain is like, thank God or God bless or whatever. Maybe he's just religious. Yeah. I mean, like, I kind of like we were talking about like Harry Potter uh-huh. like I see the temptation in taking science fiction and merging that with theocracy or right. not theocracy the- theology theology thank you that's the word yes. like I, I see like science and, mm-hmm. and religion and trying to put those together right. to make a new thing mm-hmm. I get that I get the temptation so yeah and again I'm not going to criticize for anyone for liking the show it's just I didn't vibe with it at right. all you know Shadow Hawk uh, says, 27 years and the ending still brings a tear. I am a lifelong sci-fi fanatic. Star Trek, Star Wars, Stargate, and more. So we got someone with a similar trajectory. Okay. I've watched them since the beginning. And while Star Trek and Star Wars and even the longevity of Stargate and its spin-offs have their respective iconic place in sci-fi history, Babylon 5 stands out from them all. Having just rewatched the entire series in order and in binges, the ending still brings a tear to my eye. The five-year arch, the writing, <laughs> the acting, it all, in my humble opinion, rises up as one of the best. True science fiction ever created. 
even now, late August of 2021, like, <laughs> doing a log, 23 years since its Start last... Start hate. <laughs> August 21. 23 years since its last episode aired, the year of struggles in politics and the pandemic. This series and its stories still ring true today. Fascinating how these stories parallel our struggles today, showing what happens when small groups gain too much power. How so much can be manipulated by so few who press their personal agendas over the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> How people will so easily follow blindly into the abyss. Uh, the abyss? With a T? Yeah, the abyss? As to avoid personal responsibility and how the mass media... And it ends. Excellent. She was murdered mid Good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. So, I mean... Green light, red light, this show. I green lighted as Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have green lit it because I would have thought that it, it had more meat to it. I think it... I really want it to be creepier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless, oh, look at this fun alien being dorky over here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on. Can we just stop it with the dumb aliens? And again, <laughs> I just felt like. I didn't care about any of the characters. Yeah. And yeah. as much as we dump on Tom Paris. Yeah. I like to dump on that guy. Like, from the very first episode, yeah. I knew who Tom Paris was. That's right. Yeah. And I cared enough to dump on him. Yes. Like, I mean, like, he made enough of an impression upon yeah. me to be like, oh, this is the guy mm-hmm. I'm going to be just tearing to shreds every episode. Yeah. Like, by the end of the first episode of Voyager, mm-hmm. and let's be fair, like, within the first 20 minutes of Voyager, mm-hmm. I knew who all the characters were. Yeah. Now, granted, I already knew who Janeway was. I didn't know that, but I, I knew her immediately. I knew Janeway, yeah. I knew Tuvok, and I knew Seven of Nine. Like, okay. I knew yeah. that, but Seven of Nine doesn't come until season four. Yeah. Every other main character, all mm-hmm. her senior staff that, like, are creating <laughs> a glass ceiling for everyone else right. <laughs> I, I did not know Chakotay. I did not yeah. know Harry Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, none of them. Yeah. Uh, what's with Bellana, yeah. Kess, and Neelix. Mm-hmm. Didn't know they existed. Yeah. But by the end of that first episode, I knew all of those characters. I was mm-hmm. familiar with their personalities. Yeah. Like, Garibaldi. Who? Uh, the doctor uh, on Babylon 5. Well, a, I didn't even know he's a ba- doctor. I think I thought he was a science. or. A, Wait, who was Garibaldi? I, wasn't that the guy who... He was the guy who went to the um, casino and got that like weird vampire-looking guy. The guy who... that's their doctor. I think I'm so. not going to continue watching this. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like, not believable as a doctor. <laughs> I thought he was their security officer or something like that. But wait, like, it's the vampire guy wasn't their security officer. No, no, no. The guy who was coming to get this. The, He's their doctor. Yeah, the, the, the security human, guard, the human, the human guy, the security guard was the, the doctor. That's what it seemed like to me. Oh, but is he? This is the question okay. of Babylon, but this is what I'm saying. I don't know. Okay. I don't, like, okay. I understood everyone's position and role right. in the first half an hour. Of Voyager, yeah. Of Voyager. With the first half an hour of this, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't, well, other than Lieutenant Commander, I get that. I don't even have a firm grasp of what the plot is. I mean, I've read a lot of synopses right. now, so I get it. Mm-hmm. It's Deep Space Nine. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, like, there's nothing in the show that mm-hmm. made that clear. Okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm a, So, I, I agree. I would green light it based on the premise, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, but, like, 
as far I would want it to be done better. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot of it. Yeah. It, with today's technology yeah. and like the more quality. I want creepier, we have. dirtier aliens. Yeah. Because like I'm sick and tired of all these flashy ones, and I'm also disgusted by Star Trek aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're ugly. <laughs> Wow. I'm just going to come out and say it. Thing, they have, like, garbage on their face. Or on just their, painted garbage. Only, or tubulars. Uh, not tubules. Tubules. You know they what they I'm talking itchy. about? Like, and it, and it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. Make some better-looking aliens. <laughs> it's not that hard. Mass Effect did it. They're all attractive, including Volus's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um... But, yeah, Babylon 5, I'm a big no. I would like to see it rebooted as a prestige TV show. Yeah. With, uh, and no knock against J. Michael Straczynski. Like, right. He had a dream. He wrote it. He followed it through. He made it. And yeah. he's made it something that has endured with a certain fandom. Yes. I mean, how many people can say that? Yeah. Not many. That's impressive. However, I think in this case, mm-hmm. I think it needed... I think it was the wrong time. Yeah. I think the 90s were not a great time for something like this that needs mm. to be special effects heavy. Right. The, the thing it doesn't Star- have to be, though. And the thing, with, see, the thing with Star Trek is it's never really special effects heavy. It's more practical makeup right. for aliens. And when they do try to do a CG alien, it, it looks, looks stupid. Like the whole Seven of Nine alien thing yeah, that were attacking the Borg. That looked so lame. Yeah, it looked ter- terrible. Yeah. So, um... I think it needed another writer. In this case, I think it needed other minds to bounce off yeah. of. You know, like, it was very specifically his vision, and I think it just needed someone else. Mm-hmm. So, if, you, if like HBO wanted to reboot it, but I don't want to see a sequel. I want to see a reboot yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have to know what happened in these five seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Again, convince me. Yeah, convince me. Convince me. I, I'm leaving my mind open, so convince me. Yeah, I would like someone... Like, it, it is one of those shows that kind of goes against the grain of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Where if you can make a compelling enough argument for me, like, no, 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 I get it. To revisit. Like, mm-hmm. just, you have to get to season, episode two or three before it starts picking up. Right. I, I can see maybe this is a show like that. Right. But right now, I mean... I don't know. I just could not get through those. Mm-hmm. I could not get through it. <laughs> could not. I feel you. <laughs> Piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us at pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, especially in regards to Babylon 5. Yeah. I would and think- I bet we have listeners who really like it. I think we do. I can almost guarantee that. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Norway. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Norway. Look at you, Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, I, uh, here's a list. You know, Norway is like our second highest country of listeners. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. I have, I've seen the algorithm, so I'm calling them out right now. I love Norway. I would love <laughs> to go to Oslo or something, or it doesn't even necessarily need to be Oslo. Exactly. Um, do any of those shows do any of these shit shows appeal to me? Or we can watch Severance. Oh, I like how you've put where they are at. Yeah. So I was like, Miami Vice Peacock, what the hell is that? <laughs> All 
All right, so here is the list Cameron has just given to me to choose. So we have The Prisoner on Tubi, Quantum Leap on our Roku, Stargate SG-1 on Pluto, Sliders on Peacock, Miami Vice on Peacock, Kolchak the Night Stalker on YouTube. I can't really watch that. Well, I, was, I think I was saving that for Halloween. Oh, then never mind. Forget that. Dukes of Hazard, which you don't have it. The Avengers, Heart to Heart, McCloud, and Powers That Be. Okay, I think... Since we've been keeping up with sci-fi, we okay. should do Stargate. I've never seen it. Okay. And I also want to do Quantum Leap because I've heard a lot about that. And Sliders. Okay, so maybe that should be like the next three episodes we do. Yeah. So which one first? Just go in order? Sure, just go in order. So next week we're going to do... Well, let me check something really quick. Make sure these are available and for free. Or included with subscriptions. I know Stargate SG-1 for sure is. Okay. I'm not sure that we even have Roku. <laughs> I thought we did, but maybe we don't. So um, We have a lot of Alexa TVs. I don't know if those are Roku or Yeah, not. I'll have to check. i, I got to look more into Quantum Leap. Okay. Because I agree with you. I actually do really want to watch Quantum yeah. Leap. Yeah. I've heard most, a lot of things. And I know some it has good, one of the, some bad. I know it has one of the most tragic endings to any TV show ever. Oh, does he die? Well, we can talk about it when we talk about mm. it. But uh, The best shows end with him dying. But Stargate SG-1 is on Pluto, so we'll try that out. Okay. All right? Sounds good. So anyway, have a lovely week, and we love you. Love you. Bye.